0: G'day, my name is Eero. Welcome to my show, Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast, episode 34. Wow, time has flown, isn't it? Today on episode 34, we're talking hobby butterflies. Ah, beautiful. And we've also got an epic, epic interview with Roger from... Rantings from from under the the war games table. Pick up the brushes, pick up the panes, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for
1: The Imperial Rattle Orc.
0: Podcast. Yeah, so like I said, we've got an interview with Roger from Under the War Games Table. Um, it was a really, really nice chat. Um, he's an English dude. My background is English. I felt like we just, you know, we just connected. There was there was chemistry there. There were sparks were flying. I was making him giggle. He was making me giggle. <laughs> and that was it. Was a really cool chat. Thanks, Roger, for your time and efforts. Very much appreciated. Uh, but the little uh, the little topic for today's episode is hobby. Be butterflies. I'm a beautiful butterfly. I'm guessing most of you will know what I'm referring to when I say hobby butterfly. But for those of you that don't, what I'm referring to is the tendency for a lot of people, not just in our hobby, but I'm guessing in all forms of uh, hobbies and, and walks of life, um, it's that you set yourself a path, you set yourself a goal, but you might flutter from this one to that one to over there, to down there, sideways, left, right, up, down, in a twirl. Uh, <laughs> like a butterfly. A butterfly, as you may know, doesn't fly a straight line. It flutters, it, it flutters here, it flutters there. And a hobby butterfly does exactly the same thing. I think it's quite a common phenomenon within our hobby that people have more than one project on the go at any one time. Uh, my hat really goes off to the people that are able to go, no, 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 I'm going to build this army of elves um, and of wood elves and I'm going to stick to that until it's done. I'm going to start. I'm going to have the idea first. I'm going to write down some ideas in a journal or, or you know notebook, and go right. I want them to be this colour. I want them to have this kind of lore or background. Um, this is how they're going to tie into this world. Um, this is the list of units and stuff I need to field them on a on a battle mat and 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 go to war. Um, I need this many troops. You know this this many points. Whatever the case may be and you start it, you build it, you paint it, you finish it. Now, my, like I said, my hat really goes off to those people. I think, it's, I think it's incredible that you don't get sidetracked, to be honest, because me personally, I really, really struggle with staying focused on any one thing when it comes to the hobby. Now, other aspects of my life um, I can concentrate on my children. I can concentrate on work. Um, when something needs to be done, like say day to day with work, if something needs to be done, um, as far as like oh, it might be digging a trench line, or it might be um, uh, building a garden bed, or it might just be mowing a lawn, whatever the case may be, I go. This is the task. This is how I'm going to tackle it. This is my plan of attack. And bang, I get it done. I get it done asap. And in a in a good orderly way as well. <laughs> I'm very much I'm very much um, a routine kind of person when it when it comes to um, to work and things like that. I don't like a scattered approach. I, l- I like things to be very orderly. I think I might have even said before that my tools are well kept and uh, all my bits and pieces in my truck. I always set up the truck exactly the same way every day for work. Um, so I know where everything is. I I try as much as I can, I try to work smarter and not harder. And that comes to how I set things up, but also how I go about the actual jobs. Now you might sort of go, well, yeah, you're getting paid for it. So that's why you kind of have to do it. And you're right that, that, that's, that's a very key point, but it's also, it also makes me feel better to have a system in place where I can go, if I do this, 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 I'm going to nail the job by this time. And then I can move on and go to the next job the hobby for the most part is completely different. And the funny thing is I always do make plans. I do write my lists. I've said before as well that I'm very much a lists kind of person. I, I like the feeling of ticking stuff off a list to go, oh, cool. I've done that. I've nailed that. I've finished this. Um, but for some reason, and we'll get to what I believe the reason is, I can't just stick to one thing for too long. That hobby butterfly in me, <laughs> that beautiful hot pink butterfly inside me, says no, Luke. You're you're gonna flutter. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna throw yourself into this project pro- project initially. I always get so excited and so enthusiastic about. A new project that I that I think of and I go, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. And I'll put it on my blog post, yeah, I'm gonna try and do this, and by the end of this month I'm gonna get it this done and and da-da. And it just goes on and on. But then something changes. There's a metamorphosis (laughs) that occurs where I go from uh, caterpillar to cocoon to butterfly. Believe me, I've lost a lot of sleep thinking about all that kind of stuff. Like, why can't I stick to one thing for too long when it comes to the hobby? Why can't I start a project and just finish it? Why can't I have that sense of achievement to go, ah, I've done this? And you know what? It's it's especially... The case when it's a larger project, so it's a whole army, for example, or a massive diorama, or whatever the case may be. When it's things like, like recently, I finished um, a, a model that I'm very proud of called the God of Taint. Um, it's a fairly big model. It's about twenty-seven centimeters high, um, or two hundred and seventy millimeters in the building terms, um, nearly a foot <laughs> in the old terms. Um, it... it I, it took about three or four weeks from woe to go, you know, so from start to finish. And that's kind of long enough for me to go with a project, to, to, to stick with a project, because any longer and my interest starts to wane a little bit. And as I say, this has been something that kind of, to be honest, it kind of irritates me. Like, why can't I finish something? Why can't I be so excited about a project that I just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, even if it takes six months or or a year to then go, it's done. Like, why do I keep jumping ship onto the next great idea? Like, why? Why, Eero? Why? The reason I think it bugs me so that I can't finish something... Uh, is because, two, uh, two reasons really. I think it's because, like I said, with my work, I very much like a list, I like a plan of action and I like the feeling of going, bang, this job is done. And that's been the case with me for a long, long time, not just with my own little business, but with, with other places I worked at as well. Very systematic, the way I go about things, because I like thing, I don't like anything to be missed. I don't like anything to be done half assed I like everything done a certain way. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I've said on the podcast as well before that I'm not a perfectionist, but I, I have my way of doing things. And yeah, that's the right way of doing things. <laughs> Sounds incredibly arrogant. I don't mean it to, but I think a lot of you can probably relate to what I'm saying. The second reason it bugs me a little bit is because I know the feeling of finishing a project, of finishing a miniature project. I know that feeling and it's quite a rush. It's quite a high um, to be able to go, oh, wow, I've finished this tank or I've finished this um, squad Finish this war band and they look awesome. And I can write about it, I can do a backstory about them on the blog post or something like that. And it's a real, it's like, it's like um, it's like opening a Christmas present or something. You go, oh wow, I've always wanted this thing. I'm ripping off the paper, here it is, and now I've got it in my my sweaty little hands. And it's it is, it's a really, really nice feeling. So I think. Because I'm chasing that feeling in a way, it's like a drug. (laughs) I'm chasing that feeling when I don't achieve it time and time again. Because I'm jumping from project to project, it leaves me going. Leaves me feeling a little bit frustrated. I suppose. Don't get me wrong. I don't get depressed. (laughs) I don't go into a really dark place because I haven't finished my chaos army. (laughs) It's just that you know. It's just that ah yeah um, yeah. And and what I think. (laughs) What I think happens is that instead of dwelling on the fact that I'm starting to get a bit bored with this one project or I don't think I'm going to finish it, I I have that quick fix, that quick hit adrenaline rush of going, bang, I'm into a new idea anyway. So everything else gets put on the back burner and I'm just loving the new idea. I'm getting so excited, I'm Googling images, I'm, I'm doing my research, I'm thinking about paint, sc- color schemes, um, I start looking through eBay at different bits, I go through my own bits boxes and start wondering what I can use in different kits and stuff, I think, oh, I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do that. And the mind starts to go crazy, and my creative juices start to bubble. Soon enough, I've forgotten about the other projects. Because I'm so excited about the new one, I know a lot of you listening are probably thinking, "Who cares? Like, just have fun." And you know what? You're exactly right. You're exactly on the money, and that's what I've kind of realized. And maybe it's because I've had more and more time to think while I've been in lockdown that I've gone, I've come, I've had this epiphany. I've had this realization that, uh, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter if I'm not finishing stuff. And, yeah, you sort of, you know, you go into my fungeon <laughs> into the studio and look around and go, wow, there's so many miniatures that are, like, at all different levels of um, – completion (laughs) or not completed. Uh, there might be, you know, models that are just built. Like there's a lot of those actually, a lot of models and ideas that have just been built with no undercoat. There's other models that have been built that have the undercoat. There's other models that have the undercoat, have been built, undercoated, and they've got some base colors down, (laughs) you know, like the list goes on. And, and believe me, there's so many. I've lost track of how many miniatures for one, but also how many projects there are. They're all in my cupboard. And the nice thing about that, (laughs) the nice thing about that in a way is when I have a bit of a tidy up or I'm scouring through looking for certain bits and bobs, um, I suddenly stumble across a little box labeled uh, La Carnival Macabre and go, oh, yeah, I forgot that project. That's cool. That's a kind of cool Gypsy Warrior project that I was working on a couple of years ago. That's ace. I can maybe use those pieces to go into my next project or something like that. So it, uh, there are some good things <laughs> about that kind of thing as well, not not finishing projects. But, yeah, as I say, the, the the epiphany is the fact that it doesn't matter, for one. And the other part of the epiphany is that I've – embraced the butterfly. (laughs) I've put my arms around this hobby butterfly and gone, you know what? This is who I am, obviously. This is how I approach things when it comes to the hobby, and that's okay. So from now on, instead of internally getting bent out of shape because I haven't finished my March of the Flies Nurgle army that I started in 2017, I'm going to go, well, I'll do a bit of that. I'll you know make some more models and I'll do some painting and then I'll jump over to Rourke's Drift project and and paint some red coats and then after that I might jump onto some bolt action and paint the uh, the Russians that I was keen on or I might chip away at that diorama idea that I've had for ages whatever it is and and I think. I have to do that as a as a uh, I don't want to sound arrogant but as a creative person as someone who has a bit of an artistic flair for things I can't be constrained I can't be put in a box I can't be leashed I can't be tamed damn it I you know I can't be um disciplined that's that's the key word there I can't be disciplined enough to start something and finish it within a certain time frame and I won't be disciplined. And that's kind of where i'm what I'm getting at is that I think, because of every aspect of my life, sort of implies that I should start something and finish it. But really, one, like I said, who cares? but two, I'm just going to do what I like to do. And if that means building a whole bunch of models that never get painted, then so be it because I'm enjoying myself and I put up the photos and people seem to like them as well. And quite often on the blog, people are saying, oh, I can't wait for it to be painted, <laughs> which is fair enough. But uh, yeah, I might get around to painting them. I might not. And as I said, the, the good part is having so many models... Uh, at various degrees of finished, um, that I can sort of pick and choose what I want to do, and that's kind of exciting to me. So that's why in the last week, for example, I managed to finish The God of Taint, which is very nergly and very pussy and bloody and and gory, which is awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed that build completely and the painting. Um, but in that last week, in the last week, I've done that. I also did a, a diorama for a friend of mine, um, which is more of a fantasy barbarian type thing. And I've just started working on some orc stuff now. I've been meaning to build like a war rig from uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, for quite a while uh, in with an orc theme, obviously, with the orc thing going on. Um, so it was kind of nice to get stuck into that, and that's obviously vastly different from painting a diorama and doing snow effects and stuff. And I've had a great time. This last week has been so nice because I haven't had that. That self-inflicted thing, no, no one else is making me feel this way, but that self-inflicted thing of, oh, mate, but you know you know you should be working on the Rourke's Drift thing, because you've already said that you were going to do that. And I've sort of gone, well, yeah, I'm excited to do This is the conversation I'm having with myself. <laughs> I'm excited to do that, and I will get back to it, but for now, I'm well, from now on, I'm just going to chase the butterfly. I'm going to embrace and chase the butterfly. If you'd like to email me for any reason, feel free to do so uh, by typing imperialrebelork at gmail. Com, and you can flick me a line, tell me what you think of the show, tell me about your own projects, tell me about your own hobby butterfly, whatever the case may be. Uh, thanks to Jim and Dand, D A N D, Dand, Dand um, for their comments uh, uh, via email to say that they're enjoying the show. Thanks, guys. Uh, very much appreciate it. Um, you can find my Instagram, Imperial Rebel Orc. You can find my blog, which is Imperial Rebel Orc.wordPress.com. Basically, if you just Google search Imperial Rebel Orc, you'll find all my stuff, okay? Nice and easy.
2: Well, it's funny you say that, Eero, because I typed in Imperial Rebel Orc, and I found Imperial Rebel Orc loves elves. So, yeah, so you're always banging on about that you don't like elves, and here you are with a whole website dedicated to it.
0: Technically, there's no hobbyist spotlight today but we are talking to roger from rantings under the war games table so i guess that's in effect what it is um but i also wanted to give a big shout out to the podcast called dragged into turbo lasers this is from the wire brothers and i particularly want you want to reference the um the most recent episode episode 76 where they interview interview big boss red skulls um absolutely brilliant episode. If you're a converter like I am, if you're, well, if you're just an overly enthusiastic hobbyist, then you're going to love this episode. They have a really good chat with him. He sounds like he's a really cool down to earth guy. And yeah, I was captivated by everything he said. I was like, oh yeah, that's how I feel. Oh, that's great. That's cool. It, It was such a good episode. So go, go check out Dragged Into Turbo Lasers episode 76 with big boss red skulls but without further ado let's talk to roger okay let's give uh, roger from rantings from under the war games table a call. i'm using whatsapp for the first time so hopefully it works fine let's uh let's give him a buzz
2: Greetings
1: from Venus. Hello,
0: Roger. <laughs> How are you, mate?
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> nice to hear your it's voice. It's the UK. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's things?
2: Uh, great, not too bad.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad Hello? the uh, WhatsApp is working. This is the first time I've used it uh, for the podcast anyway, so it seems to be working just fine.
2: Yeah, I had to get my wife to show me how to answer a phone last night. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've been, getting the kids, I've been getting the kids to show me how to use the app and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to be in the twenty first century finally. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I am still a BlackBerry man myself. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that in your email. I never had a BlackBerry. I always found the buttons too uh, too small for my big clumsy fingers. But you obviously liked it. Yeah, I can't
2: work touch
0: screens. <laughs> oh, really? You got no fingerprints? Oh,
2: yeah. No, I
0: think my fingers are dead Must be the case I really appreciate you uh, uh, finding some time for me tonight Um, You know, you've obviously been listening to the podcast You're a huge fan, obviously Thank you for that Uh, (laughs) But I'm I'm a huge fan of yours as well So it's kind of cool to have you on the show Um, So thank you No problem, no problem at all
2: Yeah, I love the podcast actually Oh, uh, the yeah. only thing is, I can't get it on my phone, so I have to listen to it on the computer. Otherwise,
0: I could listen to it at work. <laughs> ah, old school, old school. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. As long as you're listening, that's all I. That's all I'm pleased about. Uh, all right. Well, we'll jump straight straight in then, so the uh, the listeners can get a handle of who you are. Uh, so I obviously started following you, and you started following me on the blog. I think it's been probably about three or four years. Would you say?
2: Yeah, probably. I was trying to think how. We sort of found each other. Yeah. I don't
0: know if it was through Mark. Oh, it could have been through Mark, because obviously you two are sort of cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways, except for he's from Massachusetts. (laughs) But it could have been that I saw a comment of yours on one of his posts and thought, oh, I like the cut of this guy's jib, and then just clicked on your page and uh, discovered that, you know, I like what you were doing as well. It could have been as simple as that. You never know with, uh, with the internet and the way the world works these days, how you actually connect, you know, but it's all good.
2: Yeah Yeah I must admit um, I'm not a huge Games Workshop fan As you know Yeah I know but I do yeah. like your stuff
0: you know, You're not just like saying that you Are doing.
2: you? No 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 <laughs> That's good. I was always told If you can't say anything nice Don't say anything at all So if it goes really quiet <laughs> That's very true <laughs>
0: Alright well why don't we jump, We'll jump straight in And I'll say to you How and when Did you first get into This beloved hobby of ours Of uh, of miniatures <sighs> Right, well, that was about thirty-two
2: years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, I was working at the post office at the time. Yep. And I used to make one twenty-fourth scale model cars.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. You know the uh, the
2: Ravel ones and that sort of thing. I was doing that. Yep. Uh, and just somebody at the post office actually had a copy of White Dwarf. Okay. And um, I was like, "Oh, what have you got there?" So I started talking to him. And then another chap turned up who actually ended up being my brother-in-law, uh, and I got invited to Chester War Games Club.
0: Okay, and so you, uh, you'd never, you'd never so done
2: anything like,
0: you'd never done anything like that before, miniatures or soldiers or anything like that.
2: No, I'd sort of done the odd thing. Um, I mentioned on my blog a while back, actually. I don't know if you saw it, that I'd seen these figures in a shop um, when I was small. Okay, say small, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, uh, and I was really impressed with the painting on these, and they were all grenadier figures.
1: Oh,
2: cool! Uh, and there was a, a diorama of a dragon on top of a cliff face, and two blokes climbing up this cliff face with the dragon at the top. Nice. And I thought that was fantastic. Went home, and tried to recreate it um terribly with a <laughs> dinosaur and some plastic figures and you know papier and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that was sort of, this isn't going to work. And that was the end of that. And it turned out years later, talking to the brother and all, that he'd actually done those
0: things for the show. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, small world. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so 32 years ago, you're at the post office. You get called over yeah. to play a couple of games. And then where do we go from there?
2: Yeah. Uh, to Games Workshop. And um, a box of plastic space marines. It's when I started, to be honest. Um, Yeah, like most people at that time. Um, Painted those up. A couple of rhinos. Then from there to Imperial Guard. uh, The old plastic Imperial Guard. Um, Then they did the... Was it the regiments for fantasy battles or something? Where
0: you got an elf, a dwarf, an orc, a dark elf, um, a skaven. Oh, okay, yeah. That was it.
2: You got one of each. So did, it's a bit and, useless, really. I don't know why they did that.
0: <laughs> did, you, um, did you start, like, so So you obviously fell in love with the miniatures, did you? And did you start playing game after oh, game? Yeah. Or was it more like collecting miniatures to paint them for fun? No,
2: uh, I started doing 40K. Yeah, uh, I did that for a little while. Uh, and then, obviously, got invited with this, this, the club yep. to go to the World Championships at Derby. Wow, okay. Um, big War Game Show, which was the first War Game Show I went to. And that was like, wow, you know, blew my mind. There was so many different companies and so many different miniatures and scales. And, um, and from there, we did a bit of Battletech. Okay, um, Battletech,
0: yeah, I remember Battletech. Full tech.
2: Thrust. Do you remember, you ever heard of Full Thrust? Which Spaceship one? Battles? No. Full Thrust.
0: No, I don't know that one. I know BattleTech. I've heard of BattleTech. I think I um yeah. might have even had some models of BattleTech back and they're like big two-legged walker things, aren't they? Yeah, the robots. They're yeah. based on you know, the Japanese cartoon Macross. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they I think as far as I know, they got the license to produce the miniatures for
2: that and then basically wrote a game to use the figures. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, um like I say Falls Ross, which was spaceship battles. We did that. That's cool. Um, and a bit of all sorts, to be honest. So, did you yeah. um, did you
0: fall in love with the the hobby for the gaming side of things, or for the actual the hobby side of it—the miniatures, the craft, or the painting?
2: I've always been a gamer for the figures, rather than. Having the figures to play the games. Oh, I have always been played the games to get the figures. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. See, I, I, think I'm the opposite. I think I, I'm more of a collector and a hobbyist. You know, uh, first and foremost, and then the game very much comes second, third, fourth, fifth down the road.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, have the, I I played the games to get the figures rather than got the figures to play the game. Oh, you know I, I see, mean? I
0: see. So you must have quite yeah. a collection of figures then, do you, from the last 32 years?
2: And it's a reasonable number. Um, my wife actually, we were clearing the loft out when we were in lockdown, and she went, oh, God, we have actually got quite this much. Wow. Because <laughs> they're all shelved up in there. Though over the years, I've actually sold quite a lot off. Um, I tend to do something... And then when I come to the end of that, they sit in the loft for a few years, and then it's like I might as well sell them, or bring them by, and see if I can get the money to buy something else.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I see.
2: So, yeah, so there's not actually as much as there
1: could be.
0: <laughs> do you do you, um, do you find it hard to part with them once you've obviously you've put some time and effort into them, and in, and to sell them? Do you find it hard to 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 sell them? You know.
2: Um. Not really. Uh, there's certain ones that obviously I'd never never get rid of yeah that are like children you know but um, well a, a lot of them it's half of the enjoyment for me is painting them okay yeah. and then
0: you sort of look at them and go yeah
2: they're really good though. I'm pleased with them
0: what next yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I, so. I, I feel you on that one um, so have you got so 32 years worth have you got uh, many figures that you you know started with like some of the first ones that you bought like you mentioned the plastic space marines have you got any of those in your collection still
2: no, do you know what? They've all gone. Um, wow. No, they all went a long while ago, unfortunately. I should have kept hold of them because it was
0: quite a bit now. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those things, though. Like, I think, like, uh, some of the miniatures I first started painting, I've still got some from when I started painting back in the early 90s, but I had a whole bunch of skeletons that I painted that I've, I don't know what became of them, but I kind of wish I'd hung on to them. But they're obviously... When you when your interest wanes, you don't think, oh, I should hang on to these for a rainy day, you know. And it's, it's the same goes for like toys and stuff like that when I was a kid. Like I know you're a He-Man fan and I was a massive He-Man fan and I had such a yeah. massive collection and never thought to myself, you know, when I was 15, 16 and I started selling them, I never thought to myself – uh, you know what, these are going to be collector's items, I should really hang on to these. I just sold them, got, you know, probably like $50 for the lot and then probably spent it on cheap wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know um,
2: my mother was very, if I wanted something new as a child, you have to sell something else.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh,
2: so I had the Amigo the Doctor Who figures uh, and they all got sold for like five pounds for the lot.
0: Okay yeah to put
2: the money towards something else you know or so uh, yeah that's fortune they would be worth
0: now some yeah. of those <laughs> and, I mean the, the, the same for me with like like I said He-Man but also had, had heaps of the Star Wars like the original Star Wars toys and stuff like yeah. that and some of the vehicles and now I just shake my head and go my god and and don't get me wrong it's not I'm not sort of going oh I wish I had them now because they're worth a mint now it's just that you know like you sort of do revert back to your childhood and I wish I still had them in my collection at least so I could sort of show them off and all that kind of thing but yeah now yeah. <laughs> now I'm just uh, I'm happy collecting the smaller scale uh, toys <laughs> yeah
2: now, the strange thing was I was never a He-Man fan really when I was young oh really um, no I, I only ever had one figure oh okay um, I okay. just have got somewhere in the loft it was it sort of started it was one of these I wonder if I could make one of them ah. moments and that's how that sort of started and that's, that's that <laughs> and became
0: uh, your that became your forgotten Heroes, is that right? Yes, it, it started, off, started off as March does of the universe. Okay, yeah.
2: Which was like a month in March. Um, just because I, I, I quite fancied having a He-Man and Skeletor, mainly Skeletor, to be honest. Yeah, awesome. um, And then from there, one, another blogger joined in. And then I saw him at Salute, and he said, he actually suggested, rather than doing He-Man again, why don't we do... Um, Superheroes that you can't buy figures for. Yeah, cool. And I said, uh, I said, oh yeah,
0: well, like forgotten heroes, and it sort of came from there, and that's that's where that came from. Nice. I, I really like that. I think that's a that's a cool little concept, and something I can imagine you getting your teeth stuck into. You know what I mean? And you're, the recent ones yeah. you've been doing are the for the forgotten heroes are the uh, Battle Cat and Panther, wasn't it for uh, for He Man as well? Yes. Which are just yes. awesome. They're really, they're so cleverly done. I really like them. They are they're, 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 they're And don't take this the wrong way, but they're a lot cuter than what, the, what I remember them being on like the movie or the uh, cartoon. And I think that's just because they're smaller, so you can only do so much, I suppose. But they are, they are really, really cool. You, uh, your sculpting work is just sensational, my friend. It really is. It's, you've, I've got some notes written down here. And one of the things I really wanted to mention and, and, and let everyone know is that, in my opinion, you're like a, a hobby all-rounder. You can build, you can sculpt, you convert, you paint, you write blogs. You've written rules. Um, you do. You've done your own casting as well. Is that right? Uh,
2: no, I've never actually casted. I have my own company. Oh, uh, that's, what that's what I'm doing. It was cast by uh, another company.
0: Uh, okay. Do you want to tell us a bit, a little bit about the company? It was um, well, uh, something sump.
2: going we'll game supply dump.
0: Supply dump. That's
2: it. Um, that's it. Yeah. That sort of came about. Because at the time, I was writing for a Valkyrie magazine. I was doing the ministry reviews for Valkyrie magazine. Wow. Um, and I, I, I'd i always wanted a, a Flash Gordon-type
1: range of figures. Yeah, cool. And uh, nobody really did them then. And uh, just in a comment to my wife
0: one day, it was, it said, if I had ever started my own company, I'd call it War Game Supply Dump. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and she turned around and said, why don't you then? Yeah, wow, well, yes. and well, that was it.
2: Well, I can't because I write reviews, so I, you know, vested interest. Uh, and then about 12 months later, Valkyrie folded. Okay. And uh, I didn't have an excuse anymore, basically, so it was um, a case of... So
0: talk us through that then. Like, did you? So you came up with your own sculpts and then you sent them off to get, to get um, cast, is that right? And then sold them off?
2: No. Um, to start with, we—I did some like concept sketches, which is the only time I've ever done sketches, to be honest. Okay. Um, did some concept sketches, and I was trying to find somebody to sculpt them. And a, a friend of ours, um,
0: Mike Brooks, who used to own Ainsley Casting Company. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, he said, "Bob Oli's looking for work." Uh, is he? I said, "Yeah, Bob Ollie's looking for work." Oh, Alright, yeah, I'll give you his contact details. So he gave us the contact details and I got in touch with Bob Ollie, who used to work for Games Workshop. He did yeah, a lot hey. of the Remember the squats, uh, the scrunchs? Oh no, the squats, yeah. wasn't yep. Squats. Fair. Yep. Uh, he did a lot of the work on them. He was like the king of the dwarves, shall we say? Wow. Um so I contacted him and said, Would you be interested? And he goes, Yeah. he's a great bloke, Bob, he's really funny. Yeah, okay. Um sent off some terrible, terrible pictures. (laughs) And they really were awful pictures. Uh, And he sent back these fantastic figures. Wow. Uh, And it sort of of went from there. Um, I remember the first sculpt coming back, we had,
0: I think it was five original sculpts. And the sort of going rate then was £180 a sculpt. Wow, okay. So we got these five sculpts. You can see why figures are so expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> We've cool. got, got these
2: five skulls, so we sent them off to the cast of them, boxed them up, took them to the post office. This little tiny light box, you know, about this smaller than a video cassette. Yep. Took them down to there and said, uh, "I'd like to send these." Like, right. Okay. Is there any value in there? <laughs> I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you because it didn't weigh anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and especially, especially, I think, if the person was to open up the box to check it, they'd be like, uh, are these just toy soldiers? Like, why are they so expensive?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing was, I actually got quite well known at the post office. Two post offices by us, actually. Okay. And I'd just walk in with a, a, a parcel to deliver to, to send out an order. Yeah. And they're just like toy soldiers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, you, and how long did you have the company for?
1: About
0: 10 years, I think. Wow. Okay. That's again. pretty impressive. And so it wasn't a, um, so you were you writing uh, like a, a rule system for the miniatures or was it purely selling miniatures?
2: No, we were just selling the miniatures. I actually got contacted by uh, Book Surdu. Okay. you might know through Mark. Through Mark, yep. Because Mark's very, Mark's very friendly. He contacted us and said, uh, "Would we be interested if he did a supplement for his rules for awesome. our figures?" Awesome. So he actually did one for this, the, the Dick Garrison range, and he did one for the Christmas range we did afterwards.
1: Okay. Um, and then somebody else contacted us, uh, Steve
2: Lees from Wessex Games. And he asked, would we be interested in a set of rules for it? Because somebody he knew wanted to write a set. Okay. Uh, so they did
1: a set as well, um, which I think is still available. Wow, uh, that's
2: awesome. Steve Lease's blog, uh, Steve Lease's website, Wessex Games. So was
0: this a, um, and you know, stop me if I'm getting too uh, uh, overstepping any lines, but was this, a, was this your full-time job or was this a part-time job or, or how did it work?
2: No. No, it was only ever a hobby business. Yeah. To be honest okay. with you, it never made any money oh. <laughs> at
0: all. Um, but you so had a lot, so lot of fun. That's the money. main thing. You had a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yes. There were sometimes when you were getting up at five o'clock on a Saturday morning to drive to Newcastle for a show.
1: Ah, wow! Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. So you did. Uh, you <laughs> did all the. Um, you did all the all the circuit, did you? The, all the shows and everything. Oh right? yeah, we did. We
2: did quite a few shows. Yes. And did you?
0: Would you have painted pieces? Like, would you paint them yourself to sort of display them and sort of say, look, this is what you can do with them and all that kind of thing?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we had... Um, the stand had all the painted figures. Actually, the painted figures are just behind me now,
0: actually. Oh, place. nice, nice. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing those if you put those up on a blog post or something. I'd, I'd love to see them.
2: Yeah, i would have to do that at some point. Well, so- I think there's there's actually um, a web page on the net. I'll, I'll have to put a link up. Um... There's somebody who's a huge fan of Bob Ollie's work. Okay. And he's got like a, a, a wiki of Bob Ollie's stuff and, some, and quite a lot of them are
0: on there, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd love to check and that they're out.
2: Actually,
0: they're actually the photos from our
2: website. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so
0: so a decade in, and and was it just in yeah. the end sort of uh, becoming a bit too uh, tiresome or just sort of thinking, oh, you know, it's done its distance and now it's just time to wrap things up? What What was the clincher for you to sort of pull the pin in the end?
2: To be honest it was um, a couple of things, there was uh, my proper job at the time yep. was a bit, mm, at the time, it was okay. a little bit dodgy, it actually turned out to be alright afterwards, okay. um, both our parents were, weren't fantastic oh, okay. and we, literally, we didn't, couldn't really de- you know, devote the amount of time to it that it needed. Yeah fair enough. Fair um, enough. So we sort of made the decision to close it down. Um, a couple of people contacted us, oh, would you be interested in selling it? But it was always a case of, mm, not really, because yeah. actually my wife thought a couple of years back when she retired, she took early retirement, yeah. uh, about restarting
0: it up, but um, then she ended up getting another job. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so your, your wife was quite involved with the business as well, is She a, is she a miniature painter and collector as well? No, not at
1: all (laughs) She just supported
2: you She used to do Yeah, she used to do The boring bits
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: The numbers lady Numbers lady uh, yeah, and then I used to drag her to all the shows as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. I, I like the fact that she was supportive, and you know, because I think from what I can pick up from blogs and other articles and stuff I read, either there seems to be well, maybe there's three categories. Maybe there's the ones that are very supportive and maybe even get involved, but is I think the other two categories of partners is they just turn a completely blind eye. They're just like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't get it. So, but you know, and then there's sort of the ones that are more like my wife who. Um, doesn't really quite understand my obsession with it, but she sort of humours me. I'll take her out certain models that I'm proud of, and she'll go, oh, that's really good, babe. Like, good job, you know, but doesn't really understand it. <laughs> 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 but that's okay. That's all right. All right. um
2: to this day she can sort of look at a figure and go oh isn't that an irregular miniatures figure also? wow yeah, it is, that's yeah. cool god it's sad that I know that isn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's not sad at all she should be very proud and so should you um, <laughs> okay what's um, over the last 32 years what's the um, what's the most one of the most appealing things about the hobby for you what's that grab
2: over the years to be honest um, to start with it was the games yep then we sort of got into the shows quite a bit because I mean in the early sort of mid 80s early 90s there were loads of war game shows in the country okay. loads of, like, you could basically go to a war game show every other weekend somewhere yep um, so myself and a couple of others from the club we'd, we'd probably go at least once a month uh, oh. to a show. Because back in those days, um, you, there was no internet, really. Yeah. So if you wanted to see what figures were like, even if you're sent to a company, you just get sent back a list. Ah, uh, okay. You know, so you ba- you basically get, you know, um, Union soldier kneeling in Kepe. <laughs> that's it You know and that's, that was, that's what you got And you basically you paid your money You took your chance Yeah right So if you wanted to see What the figures looked like You went to a show And hopefully The company you were interested in would be there
0: So do you think Do you think uh, so, uh, Sorry do, do, do you think That's what's killed it A bit now then Is the internet And, and things like video games and, and that kind of stuff as well But do you think Now that everything's at a, at a, At our fingertips Do you think That's why Shows maybe aren't Quite as prominent As what they once were
2: I think the internet's part of the reason because now obviously you can see everything. Yeah. All the while.
0: As you say, at your fingertips. But I think also the cost of fuel uh, yeah. is,
2: has gone up so much. So, you know, it's, you're spending 30, 40 pounds to get to Newcastle from where I live.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Before you start, you know, plus this, uh, the venues are getting a lot more tight on safety and and more expensive and you've got to have
0: oh, insurance okay. for this and whatever. so i think i think there's a few things but it, it's obviously it's not just war game shows it's everything isn't it computer shows and, yeah that's true yeah that's
2: true i mean my wife and me used to show cats
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i saw i read somewhere on your blog that um i don't know if this is how old, i think it was your intro that you've you've got seven cats yeah. or at least you had seven cats
2: no, we've got seven cats at the moment. Yeah. Wow. What, uh, you've got to give me oh. their
0: names. It's not the seven dwarf names, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we've got um, we've got Ozzy,
2: named after Ozzy Osbourne. We've got Flash, after Flash Gordon. Excellent. Amy. Tabs, not very original, that one. Um, Suki, who's what I found.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, well.
2: Um, and Poppy and Tash. Got
0: a moustache so. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny Is I always say I'm a dog person Not a cat person But you know what The amount of customers That I have That have cats I've definitely become A cat person And what I think I've realised Is I'm just an animal person I just like animals So yep. like, yes I'll be like Yeah yeah I'm more of a dog person But then as soon as I see a cat I'm like
1: Oh hello kitty <laughs> go <laughs> We've
0: well, we got two dogs and... as well
2: like. <laughs>
0: oh, nice, nice And, I, and I, I think I read A goldfish as well
2: yeah, yeah. Wow. goldfish as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. I used to have a pet mouse and I called it rat because I thought that was funny. <laughs> 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 I still think it's funny, obviously. Um, okay, sorry, I, I, I cut you off there. So, so it used to be shows. They were a big thing for you. But what's what's uh, yeah. something that if you think about it, what's what's really appealing for you in 2020? What's going on?
2: Oh, it's the blog. Oh really? It, it, it is the blog. Yeah, okay. it is the blog. I think yeah. Um, That's cool. It's 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 sort of a community around the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it one, yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah, certainly is. Yeah, as you know, I sort of stopped for eighteen months, Yeah. and it was really the lockdown that started me back up again. Oh, okay. And um, it it was just so good for getting through that, you know, to, to be able to paint and to be able to talk to people, and obviously your podcast was a big thing as well. Oh, nice, I'm glad to hear um, it. You know, just to sit there and actually listen to somebody talking about the hobby. Well, it, it, it's
0: funny, well, I, I won't, we won't go into it too much, but when you did, uh, when you were absent without leave <laughs> for that time... <laughs> It, it it was like a bit of a void. It created a bit of a void. It really did. Like I suddenly, hang on a minute, where's Roger going? What's what's he up to? And I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it. And it and it's funny what it what it said to me was that, yes, we're all nerds and we all love our miniatures and painting and our hobby and stuff like that. But what we've I, what I feel, and maybe maybe it's I'm getting older and sappier and or something. I don't know. But what I feel is that we've we've created a real sense of community. We've got a group within a group. I feel. And yeah, when when something's up, like I'm not sure if you follow Alex from Lead Balloony, but he was gone for a while. Um, so straight away, I felt compelled to like email him or email Wudugast and say, hey, what you know? Have you heard from Alex? Is he all right? And 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 on the same token, I had when I was um, I was sort of not as prolific uh, last year at the end of last year because I was busy moving house. I had a couple of people email me and say, is everything okay from the blog? And I just think that's cool because, you know, like, yes, we all live in different corners of the world and and we've got our own thing going on, but we all connect, uh, on this one like-minded thing. And I think that's just awesome. It really, really puts a smile on my face and obviously it does for you too, which is good.
2: Hi there, folks. This is Mike here from Starship Varenus. Check out my hobby work on Instagram and WordPress. Just search for at Starship Varenas. You are listening to the fantastic Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Yeah, I think it's a strange hobby, in a way. It is. Because, because we all do the same thing. But we all do it completely different,
0: with a slight twist. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's <That's> true. <laughs> I love it.
2: It's like it's like you were saying on the uh, the podcast the other week um, about the darts community. I wonder if the darts community is the same. Yeah, sport, yeah, I can see. I can see sport, but you all do it the same. <laughs> if you see what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah, if you play yeah. snooker, you all play snooker the same. Whereas this is almost like. Art in a way,
0: I think it it's, is. Yeah,
2: everybody's doing art, but they're all doing it in a completely different way. Some people might be doing, you know, uh, sculpture in the classical style. Somebody else might be doing modern art. Somebody, so it's there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's very but true. We're all doing the same thing. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and and what I like as well, un, unlike art, I think art can be pretty much appreciated by everyone. Whereas I feel like what we do. Not everyone really gets it, <laughs> you know. It's only really people that are, are, are like interesting things or, or like sort of uh, stuff that is a bit outside the square or people that are right into the hobby themselves. I think anybody else, like, my, you know, I've got brother-in-laws and friends and, and, and stuff, workmates in the past and stuff like that, where they like sort of scratch their head and they're like, you, what What do you do? You play with soldiers? And I'm like, no, no, no. I cut the heads off and I glue them to this and... <laughs> <laughs> and they they yeah, sort of look it's, it's at me like, sideways and think, well, is this guy a full can of Coke or what, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like a chap I work with um, collects trainers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was talking to somebody else at work about it, and I was saying, you know, I really don't understand that, you know, because a pair of trainers, you buy a pair of trainers, and when they're worn out, you throw them away and get a, buy, another, buy another pair.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: And he's got like 120 pairs of Adidas trainers, this chap. I said, I really don't get that. And he said, no, I don't. So mind you, I don't get you with your toy soldiers. <laughs> yeah, true, actually.
0: Yeah, it's a <laughs> call. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've, I, one of my clients, she she's a shoe collector. She's got like over 300 pairs of shoes or something. And she's also... Um, she collects... Her thing is cutting out the perfume ads from magazines. And she collects them. She's got All like right. scrapbooks filled with these things. And I guess, <laughs> I guess it's just... Whatever floats your boat, you know you you, you 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 get obsessed with it and you throw yourself into it, and that's that's your thing. For whatever reason, it, it just ticks a box for you. And I think as long as long as it's a healthy hobby and it's not hurting anyone, then each to their own, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um. What's your uh, to date? What's what's been your favourite project? Now it might be hard to narrow down because you've got lots of gems in there. But what's your, what's to your mind? What's your favourite one?
2: Yeah, that was a tough one actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Or well, one also, of your I favorites. He- one of your favorites. Enjoy the He-Man stuff. To be honest, uh, that's that's good fun. <laughs> um, so- but there's, there's been a few. Um, but yeah,
0: probably the He-Man stuff. Yeah. Okay. Will you be going down the path it's of doing?
2: Oh, that's all right. But... Yeah, it's completely useless,
1: but, you know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not useless. It's cool. It's fun to do and it's fun to look at. Do you think you'll, um, yeah, un- unless you've done it already and no, I missed it, but you will Will you go down the path of doing like a Castle skull, and things like that? I
2: would love to do a Castle skull. That'd be awesome.
0: Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, I've
2: got a, uh, a folder on my computer that's just full of pictures of Castle skull. <laughs> excellent, um, excellent.
0: And it's like... Yeah, do you know what? I'd love to do that one (laughs) day. Do you um? Do you watch? Have you got Netflix over there? Do you watch Netflix? Yeah, we have got Netflix. Have you seen the show? There's a documentary, "The Toys That Made Us." Have you seen that one? It's got and one of the episodes is about He-Man. Brilliant! Yeah, brilliant episode. I never knew, and obviously I never knew as I obviously I never knew as a kid. But they they basically hand painted Castle Grayskull. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, originally. Originally, it was very square. Yeah, that's right. And they took it back to the designers and said, no, 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 we need it more organic. Yeah. It's, it's, too, it's too square. So, uh, yeah, so they resculpted it.
0: And, I mean, talk about, like, Grimdark, you know, the, 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 the Warhammer catchphrase is Grimdark. That, Castle yeah. Greyskull... Is incredibly grim, dark, isn't it? Like it's it's sinister, man. Like it's really sinister. I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. I remember what I used to do. Um, so He-Man was like one of my number one toys, but also toy soldiers, the little plastic army men. So sometimes what I would do is I combine the both, and I'd have Castle Grayskull. Like, and, and all my soldiers would be in there fighting and climbing across the skull face and all that kind of stuff. Man, <laughs> I, man I had fun with that.
2: <laughs> Do you not feel, though, that the part of the appeal for, not so much for the historical gamers, but for us, is that you can, now you can combine all this stuff? Yeah. Because yeah. I did a figure a while back of um, a, an action man, which is G.I. Joe in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they used to do the big old 12-inch ones. They did a character called Bullet Man. Okay. Who had like a bullet on his head. He was supposed to be like a superhero. <laughs> so I did a character of, I, I did a sculpt of him. Oh, wow. Uh, but part of it, I feel, is that now, because everything's 28 mil, we can play all these other games together. So you can do G.I. Joe, yeah, Against He-Man yeah. Or Star Wars Against aliens Or you know And uh, that I think is part of the appeal of
0: it Yeah for sure Like I, I I don't know if you've read many of the battle reports that I do But it's, it's rare if I go by the rules Well actually scrap that I never go by the rules We kind of just make it up as we go along And I've got future ideas Of where I might have like Wild West figures Going up against you know um, Chaos Terminators or something like that you know like wh- who cares yeah. let's just have fun and roll some dice yeah, and it's not wrong
2: it's yeah. not wrong there is no wrong or right. that's
0: right yeah cuz it's all make believe it's brilliant yeah. um okay yeah,
2: everything scales you know
0: yeah yeah exactly um, so let's go to what are you um uh, i sort of mentioned a little bit before with your um your forgotten heroes but what are you currently working on what's uh, what are you getting your teeth stuck into at the moment Roger
2: well, at the moment, it's uh, a game called Hot, Hordes okay, yeah. of the Things, um, which is a set of 15 mil rules
1: Yep, uh, with quite small armies. So, uh, at the moment,
2: I'm supposed to be painting a hot army uh, in 15 mil, Because so- um, we're doing it as like a monthly challenge, hot timber, because we do like our monthly challenges. Oh, I think. <laughs> a monthly challenge to get that done, but. Since I've been back to work, I must admit it sort of stalled a bit. I did a little bit this morning, actually, while I was waiting for you to ring.
0: Okay, but um, that's that's supposed to be doing that. I finished an elf army. You can spit now if
2: you like. (laughs) 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 Uh, Finished finished an elf army a while back, Um, and I did a um, John Carter on Mars. Okay, yep. Did a. Because you can basically use anything with these rules. Okay, that's good. Cool. Uh, you can fight. It's you can fight dead flies against Star Wars. Or
1: <laughs> excellent.
2: I've I've, I've seen um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. army.
0: oh that's so awesome. That
2: was quite nice.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'd like that one.
2: But at the moment, I'm supposed to be doing it's um, an army based on Conan the Barbarian.
0: Oh man, that's even better. Even better. <laughs>
2: So uh, I'm supposed to be doing that, but it's it's coming, but very slowly at the moment. (laughs) So when
0: you say when you say an army, would you have like a whole bunch of barbarians, or what are you doing there? Because Conan was pretty much a one man army himself, wasn't he? He Had a couple of sidekicks, but how would you manage that?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Conan would be your hero.
0: Oh, I see, I
2: see, army commander.
0: Yes, and he's on a base with. I've got him on a base with Valeria. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: The Blonde, yeah, yep. and Red Sonja.
0: Wow, that's cool. There's another.
2: So there's those three on the base, and then there's another base we'll have, like, a magic user. I know Conan doesn't like magic, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a magic user. And then you've got your hordes at the back, which are still only three figures per base. Okay. Um, so many of those, and then there's a couple of bases of cavalry. and So the, the armies are very small. Um, I think they, really, they generally work out about 30 odd, 40 figures
0: Oh, okay, yeah, it's a nice so it's really, manageable size So it's a really huge Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 15mm, so did you say, know. or they can be any size?
2: Yeah uh, They're actually written for any size Okay, From 6mm to 8mm uh, And the bases are
1: basically the same size It's the number of figures per base changes
0: Yeah, I see so when when we're not in lockdown, do you manage to get many games yeah. in? Are you still part of clubs and things like that, or is it more of a with your mates or that kind of thing?
2: It's it's mainly with my family. Um, okay. These days, to be honest, um, I used to play quite a few games with my my elder son. Yep. But he's now moved away. Um, oh, okay. And my younger son. While we we're in lockdown, we were hammering the board games. Basically. Oh, cool. Uh, he's a big board gamer. Um. So <laughs> Though I paint figures I tend not to play games with those oh, okay. <laughs> I actually play board games instead
0: Yeah right um, yeah fair enough
2: He's a big card gamer as well my youngest He's a big magic player
0: Oh right I see I've never, oh, do- okay, I've never okay. done that Never gone down that path actually Never even I mean I used to play um, Like talking board games I used to play uh, Things like Hero Quest of course um, but then you always yeah. had, you had figurines with that. I'm, I'm a big fan of chess. I suppose technically that's a board game. But um, yeah, never got into the magic card games and stuff like that. Uh, some of my friends in in primary school and, and early high school did, I remember. But um, yeah, never really was my bag. I must say, I actually
2: prefer Pokemon. Oh, okay,
1: yeah.
2: Um, which is funny, really, because I only started playing that with the youngest about a year and a half ago. And yet, We've been buying them for the kids since M- Miles, my eldest, was like seven. You know? oh, okay. <laughs> <So Yeah. laughs> we've been buying them for like, the, oh, God knows how many years, but we've never actually played the game. Oh, okay. Like I think a lot of people, but that's actually not a bad game to play. Um, my
0: youngest, um, she's she's just turned seven, and um, she's mad into Uno. And she's actually really, oh, yeah. really good at it. Like she constantly <laughs> smashes me. <laughs> but I've got, I'm have got i trying to teach her, and this is the hard thing, because she's very competitive, which I like. I like that she's competitive, but at the same time, she's got to – can't be a sore loser. So when I win, I have to say to her, now, what do you say? And she looks at me like under her brow, and she goes – well done dad <laughs> I said that's right that's a good loser <laughs> uh, but it just encourages her to beat my ass next time even harder you know alright <laughs> um, well, what are we up to um, uh, so we've done your favourite uh, what's uh, a tip or trick or piece of advice that you could share with our listening community
1: piece of advice.
0: Or a tip or a trick or something? I, the one piece of advice I would probably give is don't give a rat's ass
2: what anybody else thinks. Oh, that's very sound advice. If if, if, if you're happy with your figures, that's what matters. That's true. The, the, the only critic of your figures is you. That's right.
0: Now, that's, that's, no, that's sound advice. I remember when I first got onto um, Instagram, I had a lot of people saying... Oh, why is why is it a Nurgle monster? But he's got this, or why is it you know why is it a Chaos guy? But he's holding this bolt action. I uh, know a bolt action, a bolter from uh, from this other Marine. I'm like, uh, I just do what I do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was. <laughs> sure. I probably never heard from him again. But but I remember thinking, <gasps> oh wow, there there's kind of a lot of people out there that. Go well. These are the rules. This is how you play the game. They can only have these weapons and blah blah blah. Whereas I, it became very apparent to me that my thing is just making cool little miniatures. It's not making sure they're uh, legal for a for a tabletop war game or something. You know. Yeah, which is completely right.
2: Um, I think your stuff is incredibly cool. Oh, thanks. Now Tom. I don't know. I don't know Games Workshop law. So I can't sit there and look at it and go, well, that's wrong, and that's wrong, and that's wrong. To me, that- I just look at it and go,
0: that is really cool. That's why that's why you and others on the blog are the perfect audience for my stuff because you can't you can't critique it, you see? You see what I've done there? No. <laughs> 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 no, <Nah. laughs> nah, honestly, I don't really I'm not uh, all over the law either. I know I know a fair chunk, but I'm not all over it. And I I've only read it or got into it because I just find it fascinating. But yeah, I've never yeah. been when it comes to that kind of stuff, um I've never been a I've always been the rule breaker, you know. I don't, I don't yeah. play play by the rules when it comes to stuff like that because, like you mentioned before, and it's a, it's kind of a bit of a hard pill to swallow in the way in a way to say that we are artists. Like it sounds like we're blowing smoke up our own asses a little bit, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, essentially, that's what we are. We're our own little artists in our own little worlds, doing our doing our thing. And I think I think that's so cool. I th- like you said before. I love how we're all doing the same thing but we're painting it with a different brush and I I think that's absolutely the case, isn't it? And I love it for that reason.
2: I mean, it's like crafting, isn't it? You know, people who make cards that's basically art using different materials. People who knit, it's art with different materials. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's cool.
2: Art's a very broad term, isn't it, (laughs) Well, it
0: is. (laughs) I remember watching a documentary where – a chimpanzee. No, no, it was an elephant with a massive paintbrush was painting on these sheets and everyone go, oh, wow, look, he's, he's really expressing the drama in his life at the moment. And you go, is he, is he? And then I look at my stuff and I think, oh, maybe I'm painting all this blood and pus because I'm feeling a bit, you know, um, bit sick at the moment being in lockdown or who knows. But I don't, I I think for me, there's no hidden meaning with my work. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. Full stop.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, I hope, there, I hope there is a hidden meaning with your work. It's <laughs> <And that's> not <laughs> what you really like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, I remember Woody Gass, when I first started, Woody Gass said, oh, you know, sometimes with blood, uh, like the paint, the, the technical paint, sometimes less is more. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm very subtly under like he was making very subtle comments, <laughs> but, but a very true one. <laughs> ah, no, that's awesome. So, do you want to um, do you want to give your uh, website, your blog, a bit of a plug, Roger, just for the people listening who don't who aren't aware of your stuff?
2: Yeah, I can do. It's uh, rantingsfromunderthewargamestable.co.uk.
0: Ah, so you've got your own domain, that's awesome I'm trying to get mine at the moment, it's been a bit tricky for some reason hey, So are you finding the new um, WordPress editor just as much of a bastard as I am?
2: Do you know what, mine hasn't changed yet so Oh, you're lucky It hasn't yet so.
0: Because, um, you, do you follow uh, Tim, the imperfect modeler? Don't you know what I don't I'm sorry? <laughs> oh okay. Well he uh, he's over in the UK as well. I can't remember which neck of the woods, but I think more Devon. Is it Devon? Yeah. Um but he um he's struggling with it himself. And the good thing is it makes me feel not as as lonely with it, you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I know, I, um, I was really I, struggling in I this. Know, I
2: know a couple of the blogs I follow. Um PM Painting is one. Oh, okay. He's having trouble with WordPress. Another one is Dead Dick's Tavern. Okay. Uh, he does some lovely stuff, actually. Um, he's struggling with his... I think he's on about his fourth or fifth
0: um, template so far because he wow. can't find one that would accept photos properly. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is... It is like, I don't know... And, and I know this makes me sound old, but why fix it if it's not broken like it was perfect the way it was before so and i'm not i'm not you might have picked up on it already i'm not particularly tech savvy so i was happy that i could even just get a photo on a blog you know and now suddenly they've changed it after all these years and plus, I'm also a bit of a creature of habit. So I like that, I like knowing where things are and go, well, this is, I press this button and this happens. And then for them to change it all, I, I, it, it, it wasn't enough to um, make me turn away from it, but it kind of made me put down the pen for a while. You know what I mean? Like I felt like, oh, I can't, I can't manage this at the moment. I'll come back to it in a little while. But um, yeah, you're lucky.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing when we had the company. Uh, my wife did the website. <laughs> I didn't touch yeah. the website yeah. i mean that's, stand that's there so by my shoulder and go, Can you put that there, put that there Look, if you want to do it, no, 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 no. alright You put it where you are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: so uh, how was it um, And again, you know, if I'm overstepping any lines You just say, I don't want to talk about that But was it, did you find it okay working with the wife? You know how a lot of people say Oh, you should never work with your family or work with friends How did you find it? Was it alright?
2: No, we've always got on really well, to be honest um, Oh, that's good yeah, we're we very lucky, really, because, like I say, the cat shows was really her thing. Yeah, I didn't mind going to that, and then she used to come with me to the war game shows, and so we've we've always we're always quite interested in anything. To yeah. be honest. You know? no, that's good.
0: That's good. Is she uh, going to happen? Is she happening to listening? No, is she is she going to listen to this podcast? Is that why you're being so nice? Or <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, my son rang me last night And said, oh, is it going to be live? Our listener said, no, 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 it won't be live He'll put it on next weekend Yeah.
0: And he said, yeah. t- oh, that's no fun I don't know, I don't know how to stream <laughs> Apologise to your son, because I don't know how to stream I think it's called streaming But I don't know how to do it <laughs> I, I think he was just
2: hoping I'd say something inappropriate <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> uh, I almost, in the message I sent you On, um, on WhatsApp I almost was going to say, look, you know uh, goes about saying no swearing because you know, I, try, I try to keep this you know fairly friendly. Um, but now I thought, nah, he's listened to it. So he probably knows that we're not effing and blinding and carrying on that in that regard. So <laughs> so that's good. For God's
2: sake, sir, I'm British, we don't swear.
0: Now, this has been awesome, Roger. I really really do appreciate your, uh, your time. And um, it's been a pleasure following your blog. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you tonight. So thank you once again. And um, any final thoughts or final words you've got for the people listening at home?
2: Keep listening to the podcast. You yeah. never know, I might be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, what, how
0: I probably should talk about this off air, but it doesn't matter. I uh, how I'm sort of doing it is I'm sort of roughly doing ten episodes and then an interview, ten episodes and then an interview. But I think as I start running out of things to talk about, the interviews might get closer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I definitely want to get Classic Forty K back on. I definitely want to get Mark back on. I've got to interview. Oh because... yeah,
2: Mark was Mark was great. I must admit, uh, he's a great chap, Mark.
0: Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Um, yeah, so so we will be having more interviews, and we'll definitely have people back, such as yourself. But it's once again, it's been awesome. Uh, so you people at home, you can find Roger rantings from under dot com dot uk. Was it? Did you say?
2: Uh, I think it's uk, but if you put putting runtins from under the war games table you'll find it.
0: Yeah, and people <laughs> just go and do yourself a favor and look it up. It's some awesome stuff there. Like I said, he's an all-rounder, um does everything and anything. And you're sc- <laughs> your sculpting. <laughs> your sculpting is so good. Like I I want to move into sculpting eventually. I've done I've done some very very basic stuff like I made a medal once, like a little tiny medal for one of my praetorian guard guys. Um, that was, yes. a ch- that was a challenge in itself, but I've done bits and pieces, but it's definitely something I want to, I want to sort of, uh, move into and give, and give a real red hot go of, you know? So,
2: um, I yeah, think just it, I, go for it, honestly, just go for it.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard, and maybe you can, um, let me know on this one, but I've heard that, uh, working on bigger models first is easier because you've got more space to work on basically. Would you, would you agree with that?
2: Yes, uh, yeah, there is a, there is a, a side to that, yes. Yeah, okay. uh, the one thing I would say is get some decent tools.
0: Yeah, okay, right. I think um, um, I think Games Workshop do a range, but've I've heard I've, well watching YouTubes, I've seen people using like forks and toothpicks and all sorts of stuff.
2: Yeah, cocktail sticks are really useful. Yeah, okay. but um yeah, the, the greatest tool, as far as I can see. Well, in my opinion, is um, a thing called a clay shaper. Okay, yeah. And you want the black, the black tipped clay shapers. They're made by Royal Sovereign.
0: Right. Okay. And you want up.
2: them as small as you can get.
0: Okay. yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, definitely have to look that one. I think up they're about before. five or each. Oh, that's yeah. Right. I think they're about
2: five pounds each, and that's uh, they're definitely worth getting those.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'll definitely do that. Uh, all right, Roger. Well, we'll say goodbye on here, but I'll say good. Bye to you personally, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right.
2: Thank you for having me on. It's been, uh, it's been really fun to be honest. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey out there. This is Mark A. Morin. Check out my Instagram page at morin 84 and if you really want some cool stuff, check out my blog at markamorin.com I know you'll like it because you have impeccable and excellent taste because you're listening to the Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. Stay tuned for more Madness from Hero.
0: Again, a very big thanks to Roger from um, rantings from Under the War Games table. Really, really top dude really really enjoyed the conversation with him and we'll be definitely having him back later on down the track to be talking about sculpting because he's a bit of a master of sculpting that's it for episode 34 i hope you've enjoyed it it's a bit longer this time it always is a bit longer when i have a bit of a chat with other people because um they tend tend to uh, waffle on more than i do <laughs> nah i'm only joking um yeah but it's been a great episode thanks for listening we'll see you on episode 35 you have been listening to the Imperial oh.
1: Podcast.